Welcome back, friends. Welcome back to Solutions Watch. I'm your host, James Corbett of CorbettReport.com. We're here in September of 2022, and today we're going to be getting a bit of an update from a guest who will no doubt be familiar to my long-term listeners. He is Derek Bros, the founder of the Conscious Resistance Network at theconsciousresistance.com. He's a journalist who has his own podcast, The Activation Podcast. He does documentary series. He writes for outlets like The Last American Vagabond. He's all over the place. I'm sure you've encountered his work if you are in alternative media, independent media spaces. And if you haven't yet, well, this is a good opportunity to do so because I will, of course, include the links to all of that in the show notes for this edition of the Solutions Watch podcast. But since we are here in Solutions Watch, we're going to talk about something obviously solutions-oriented, something that we have talked about on the Corbett Report before, actually predating the Solutions Watch podcast. We did talk about the Freedom Cell Network a few years ago and talked about freedomcells.org as one way of connecting to other like-minded people out there, which I know is something that's on the minds of a lot of people. How do I meet people in my area? Well, the Freedom Cell Network is one way to do that, and there it, in case you haven't noticed, it has recently been updated, renewed, revivified for the latest uh, Web 3.0 era, or whatever you want to call it. Um, let's get the details. Derek Bros, thanks for joining us again on the program. Yeah, thanks for having me back, James. It's always a pleasure to be here talking with you about solutions. Absolutely. Well, that's, uh, I know that's what I'm excited about. I know that's uh, the core heart of so much of the work that you do. That's why I appreciate your work. Now, as I say, most people will probably be familiar with the Freedom Cell Network by now, but there are always new people, always people who haven't heard about it. Tell us, in a nutshell, the elevator pitch. What is the Freedom Cell Network? What is the problem to which the Freedom Cell Network is the solution? The problem is that most people in our communities, people who watch your work, my work, and as you said, independent alternative media tend to feel, at least what I've learned over the past 10 years, they feel alone. Um, they, I've heard from hundreds of people with the tours I've done, the in-person events, people saying things that, you know, especially in COVID times, that they felt isolated, alone, thought they were crazy, family thought they were crazy, husband, wife, daughter, son, whatever. And uh, that obviously is not a good place for anybody to be. And so th that's like the main core of it is people feeling alone. And then, of course, beyond that, helping them beyond just kind of expanding their social circle and feeling like, oh, I can you know, speak freely and actually not be judged around other people, but specifically trying to encourage the connection and bringing people together for, for focusing on solutions, whether that's growing food, uh, alternative currencies, homeschooling, unschooling, um, self-defense, you know, such a wide range of topics. And actually, you know, we've been talking about this, James. I don't, I can't recall exactly when our first interview on Freedom Cells was, but I've been talking about it since 2016 after hearing about it from John Bush, who also has talked with you about this. And uh, yeah, that that's an idea we were promoting for years before we had a website. The Freedom Cell Network, you know, the different, the way we differentiate is Freedom Cells, anybody can organize uh, a, a cell, a group, a pod, a circle, a hub, you know, I hear a lot of people say they hate the name because they think excels like I'm in a prison cell. It's like, no, we mean like the cells in your body, individual, powerful, unique, but part of the larger organism. But you don't have to like the name either way. Call it whatever you want. The point is local decentralized groups coming together. That's, you know, a freedom cell, a pod, a hub, et cetera. The Freedom Cell Network is more like freedomcells.org. That's the website that we have uh, created. And people who've heard about the network have gone on there and they've joined the website and put their, you know, their cells, their groups on there. And the website really is just the medium to help you find those people in your area with the goal, of course, of meeting in the real world and then doing real world activities. 
Absolutely. As I say, as you say, this is a common theme among people in our community of, you know, how do I meet people? How do I find them? Um, how do I connect with others? And that is increasingly important. And just for the record, our first conversation on this was back in 2016. So that link will be in the show notes for people who want to get the, the, the backstory, the, the philosophy, the why eight people, all of the philosophical sort of side of this, as well as the early iteration of that. Um, but let's progress as you have updated the website and made it spanking new and shiny. Uh, tell us about what's happened to freedomcells.org. So, you know, the original version of the website, which we had created right before COVID, um, there was, you know, an original, original version, but nobody will remember that. The, the version that most people are familiar with was totally insufficient for what we need to do. I mean, I'm happy to admit that, you know, we, it was just not functioning fully. It did allow for people to connect and, and it did its job actually, but there was still like people like, ah, oh, this thing is not working or this thing, you know, we just, it just needed to be improved overall just from a, uh, kind of user end, uh, experience. But really the, the impetus behind expanding it and making it a new version, um, was COVID because as John told you last time you talked to him, before COVID, we had probably 1,500 people register on the website, and then within months after COVID, lockdowns, et cetera, you know, the website, it grew to 20-something thousand, and I think now we're at 34,000 or so at the moment. Um, so clearly, you know, people were looking for other people, and they heard about Freedom Cells, and, and as I was traveling the U.S., people were saying, oh, we use the website so I could find the local community, and we, now we all meet every week, and we were unschooling our kids, we pulled our kids out of school, you know, we could see that it worked even despite the limitations of the site, but we also realized... If we really want this to grow, I mean, our vision, as you know, James, is like a parallel network, parallel economy, parallel, you know, this is really my way of trying to bring the agorist counter-economic idea to the masses. Most people don't know Konkin, don't know about that idea, but it, because of COVID, now people are like, I need to get out of the system. I need to, you know, parallel economy, parallel system. These ideas of, you know, I'm sure you've seen it, you know, there's such a, a rapid uh, growth of, and interest in these ideas. So we're trying to, you know, step in and provide at least one way to do that. And it, th the fact is, if we had to improve the website, we wouldn't be able to grow, you know, people would just stop and people some people did stop coming. So hopefully people hearing this, if you haven't been to the website in a while, it is new, we know that there was things needed to be improved and fixed. And, uh, and I listened and I heard from people like, Oh, this thing doesn't work this thing, you know, not even just the website, but the ways that they were organizing themselves and problems they had and solutions they had. And so we tried to incorporate that into this newest version. The main things that I will say that I think are, are useful when you when you create a free account on there, you go on there. Um, first I'll preface this cause somebody's going to ask, you don't have to put any real information if you don't want to, you know, you know, you might, you, you don't have to give us your real name. You don't have to put a real photo, you know, you don't have to put anything and we don't save this data. We're not using it. The, the other thing is some of our community is so paranoid that people are like, that's a trap. Don't use freedomcells.org. They're going to gather all your data and sell it to the CIA. That's up to you. If you don't want to make use of it, that's fine. But if you're really desperately out there looking for people, this is one option for you. You know, but again, you don't got to put your real name. Don't got to put anything accurate. But we did add what we call we have about 10 or 12 categories like entrepreneur, activist, uh, artist, uh, builder, you know, different titled permaculture teacher, gardener, so that people can kind of put these labels if they choose on their profile, which you can also search by those same titles. So let's say when you go to the website, you want to search uh, Tokyo within 50 miles, show me people that are here. And specifically, I want to pick people who have said that they are, you know, uh, entrepreneurs. I want to meet other entrepreneurs, right? If you want to do that. We also have another category we added called what we call the readiness level. And this says, I'm willing to go to meetings in person. Uh, I'm only willing to meet online. Um, I'm interested in buying land, a couple different, like, you know, where are you at like this? And, and so you can add that label to your uh, profile as well. 
So what the purpose of that is, like I said, you can either search by those specific categories, but let's say you just searched, show me everybody in 50 miles. You could look at their profiles and you get to, okay, they put, here's their strengths, here's their goals. That sounds aligned with you. Oh, they're also an artist. Oh, they have these things. It just gives you a, a quicker way to get that information and save people time because this is one of the things we heard. It's like, well, some people were signing up on the website and because we didn't make it required to put information. Some people would just sign up and then it's like, how, what's the purpose of doing that? People search, they find you, they don't know anything about you. They're not going to message you, you know? So we did make some new requirements and I know some of our community hates that, but we want it to function. And so to make it function, we need you to put your mission and goals. We need you to put like, what are your skills or things you want to learn or what you have to offer? Yeah. So making that. And then the other thing is we created what we call the freedom cells pledge, which is just the moderation of our website because all it will take is for some person to say, I'm with Freedom Cells and I'm here to do a violent revolution. We have five main principles that the Freedom Cell Network is about, you know, and this is not trying to control anybody. It's just saying like, look, if you want to benefit from this network that we're building online and in person, then we ask that you align with the principles of being apolitical, focused on decentralization, solutions focused. The mantra we like to use is assume everyone knows the problems, focus on the solutions. Um, Nonviolent, apolitical, solutions focused, and the other two are escaping me right now. But that's, you know, generally the idea. So we're not there. This is not a place for people to come promote violence. It's also not a place to come promote your political campaign or Trump or Biden or whatever, right? And because we've seen that people come and create a group on our website and then they just want to start promoting the exact opposite of what this is about. So yes, we are doing a little bit more moderating with like what content comes on there. Um, and then the other feature that we added was the Agora. So we now have like a marketplace. People can do classified ad listings. Um, it's not the Silk Road, so you can't sell drugs or other things that will get the site shut down. But you can generally speaking promote your services, your goods, etc. And uh, again, you can also search the Agora and will show me listings in my area. And as this grows, the idea would be that you, the counter economy is growing. People can go list. I've got eggs for sale here. I've got you know this service to offer. I've got this. And as more people join and add themselves to the maps and add listings, then obviously it'll become more functional, more useful for people. And there's already a good amount of listings there. It's cool to see people taking advantage of that. And so those are all new features. And if you've never used the site before, the main feature has always been the maps. And though that's still there, the member map and the cell map. So again, you create your profile and there's a point where we ask you to put your address. This is not your home address. Nobody's asking or wanting your home address in any way. So, you know, please don't give it to us. Um, but we would like you to be more specific than just say maybe Houston, because if everybody says Houston, it just puts you all downtown, right? Maybe you put the park near you or just, you know, somewhere, some address in the general area or, you know, as close as you feel comfortable. All that's going to do is help the people who are looking for someone okay, this person seems reasonably close. They don't need to know your house. They just need to know generally the area you're in. So that's still there. We've improved the maps. You got the member maps, the cell maps. You can search by the miles. But then also, as I mentioned a couple minutes ago, you can also add those categories, the readiness and the um, uh, their specific role if you want to search by that as well. Excellent. Well, you covered all the points that I was going to ask about, really, because, um, <laughs> yes, as people know, I am an advocate for salting your data. Do not give your full name, address, birth date, social insurance number, whatever, to any site, even uh, uh, a site like this, freedomcells.org, or, uh, as I'm sure people know, um, brand new tube, I believe, uh, uh, Unjected app. Um, there have been various hacks and leaks and data breaches over the years, and it happens. So you probably don't want that out, even with a site that you do trust, assuming you do trust freedomcells.org. And you can read the terms of service and privacy policy there on the sign-up page uh, before you commit to anything. And yes, uh, obviously, your exact 
home address, probably not something you want to be giving out on a site like this or any other site. So yes, in the vicinity, if you're in a small town with only a couple of people that are likely to ever sign up at Freedom Cells, the town is good enough, right? If you're in a huge city, if you're in New York City, you might want to at least indicate which borough you're in so people might have a better um, idea of where you are. But yeah, um, and th this is this is kind of the catch-22 of this, isn't it? Because yeah, you don't want to be putting all of your information out, but then again, how are you going to start meeting other people, assuming you're going to do it first and foremost online? And as I would always say, obviously people should be out and about and going to events and things in their real world so that they can start connecting with people in real life off offline. But uh, this might be one way to start forming groups that then go out into the public spaces and become that ma magnet for other people, etc. So... A lot of things. And the other thing I was going to ask about was the pledge, because it, I, I, I noted even a corporate report member in the corporate report comments noted that recently. The free, New Freedom Cells website has this weird pledge, and they're asking you to not be political. Uh, my, my understanding of this, my reading of this, is that the wording on this, um, quite specifically on the website, is that any activity on this site that goes against these values is ground for removal from the platform. As in, you don't come on freedomcells.org and start some Freedom Cells group of Trump 2024 or something like that. You know, it's a it's a political organization site. Which people if already you, have. It, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt it. But if I, I'm assuming the idea is if you want to do that, I mean, it's not like I'm pledging not to be political in my life in any way. It's that yeah. on this site, in the name of Freedom Cells, you're not going to start doing political activity. Am I right about that? You're right, James. And yeah, I think that some people have misinterpreted that because and I thought our language was clear. So this is a good chance to make it 100 percent clear. We're not in any way trying to control what you do in your own life. What we're saying is, as you outlined, James, is like if you're going to benefit from this network, which is growing every day um, and we're constantly promoting and putting out there, like put your local group, your cell, your hub, whatever, add it to the website. You know, I didn't mention we have a calendar, too. So put your events on there. Take advantage of that. Right. All we're saying, though, is for example, one cell that we deleted after the relaunch, it was a, somebody came and created a cell for Trump Airlines or something. I, I really, it was like a plane with a picture of Trump. I didn't even know what it was, but I just messaged them and I said, hey, please uh, just, you know, let you know this is against the, the what the website's about. Um, can you take it down within the next 12 hours or 24 hours or something like that? I didn't hear, hear a response, so I let them know like, hey, I'm going to delete this group. You know, it goes against just in case you're wondering. Um, but yeah, that's all it really is about is trying to say, because I mean, Freedom Cells is such a decentralized movement now. There are people calling their groups Freedom Cells in parts of the world that I've never been to and that I've never met. And I sure as heck can't and don't want to tell, to tell them how to organize or what to do. But what we're saying is on our website and in the, the different, uh, there are also cells on Telegram, a lot of people using a Telegram app, which again, the reason I encourage people to do both is because you can't trust Telegram. I wouldn't trust any of those apps forever. At least if you're going to have a Telegram cell, back it up with a cell on our website as well and kind of use both. Um, and so what we're saying is if you want to take advantage and benefit from the network that we're building, then please pledge within the cells that we have created or that we uh, are managing on the website to not promote politics, to not promote violence, to focus on solutions. And, uh, and yeah, and just to kind of pledge to focus on that because that is the key that we see. I mean, this is all part of the exit and build strategy that we've been promoting over the last couple of years. Awesome. Well, there you go. It, that's that's how it is. Take it or leave it. People can go, as I say, go look at the sign up page and decide for yourself whether you want to participate in that. Assuming someone does and they do sign up, hopefully with some salted data, um, what are they going to encounter when they get in there? Um, you've mentioned calendars and groups and other such things. What, what do people start doing once they sign up? 
So obviously, you know, filling out your profile um, and I encourage people to be as detailed as possible. Again, you don't have to put your name, but I mean, what I mean by details is if you have skills to offer or if you're interested in learning specific things, put that information on there, right? Like, you know, um, I, I've seen people who really do make an effort to put that information and it does make it so much easier for somebody who is genuinely trying to find people. Um, so when you join, I mean, you're going to see right away that it's, it's set up in the sense of most social media you're familiar with. So there's a timeline. So you'll see other people's posts or statuses. You can search the cells. And, and again, you can either create search for a cell in your group or in your area or create one yourself. You'll see the calendar of events. You'll see the Agora with different listings. And then there's also a page for Operation Underground Railroad, which we've talked about before as well. And so, I mean, that's all like you'll have some left side, left hand navigation that, that leads you to that place. You got your own profile, your own timeline. And if you're new to the site, I encourage you to right away, just start searching for cells in your area, searching for members in your area, see who's there. And because I'm sure someone's going to say this, there's no one in my area. It's, there's nobody there yet. I guarantee you somebody else is saying that same thing and both of you keep checking the site and neither one of you have made the effort to start the dang freedom cell. But if you do it, you will find other people. I've seen it happen every single time when somebody finally steps up and says, okay, I'll be the one to plant the flag and say like, hey, I'm here. You know, you don't really know, need to know what you're going to do with the cell yet. Just say, hey, I'm here. I'm looking for other people. I'm starting the you know, middle of nowhere sell out here and you'll find eventually somebody will uh, reach out to you. So I encourage people just to dive in. Um, if you have services to offer, you know, put those on the Agora. If you do, if you are a part of another event outside of political uh, political groups, if you, you know, put on events regularly, use the calendar as well. You know, if you're posting events on Facebook, you might as well post them on the Freedom Cell calendar as well. And the cool thing, James, is like I've, I'm making myself obviously making an effort to use the site on a daily basis now and posting things. So here here in Morelia in Mexico where I'm at our freedom cell we host different events regularly potluck gatherings social gatherings but then documentary screenings stuff like that and uh, I'll post those events on the freedom cell calendar and on our group on telegram and on the website and sure enough people who have been who we haven't met who just like oh I just saw this on freedom cells and showed up and came through so even one or two people that can you know it's a new relationship that could be the beginning of something really strong or at least you realize again hey I'm not alone there is somebody else out here Awesome. All right. I'm excited to hear about this. I'm excited to hear from Corporate Report members who are already Freedom Cells members or people who are signing up for it and their experience of it. I think this is, again, it's uh, great that somebody's out there providing a solution to something that we all understand is a problem. And uh, so I'm glad to see that. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Freedom Cells 2.0 as this revolution of consciousness expands. Um, but speaking of which, we are here not just to update people on Freedom Cells, but actually another thing that we did talk about on Solutions Watch, which was Translate the Truth. Um, once again, for people who may, might not have caught our previous conversation, which will be linked in the show notes, what is Translate the Truth and what's happening with it these days? Yeah, so um, I, as I mentioned a moment ago, I live in Mexico. I moved to Mexico in the beginning of uh, COVID-1984 and have just been networking a lot out here, meeting other um, Mexican, Spanish-speaking activists. And, you know, so many people follow our work, James, especially your work from countries all around the world. And, uh, you know, some of that work does get translated, as, as we're going to show today, but a lot of it hasn't and up until, you know, up until recently. And just like with the Freedom Cell website, I didn't mention this, we actually, now the website is available in Spanish, Dutch, German, uh, we're adding Brazilian, Portuguese, and French soon as well. And that's all I want to say thank you to everybody in the Freedom Cell community. That was done by volunteers who just said, yeah, sure, I'll volunteer to translate every page in my language so I can put it to my community. So it's been part of an overall effort that I've been making to get my work in Spanish, my documentaries, my essays, and realizing that you know COVID really helped me see that 
there's a lot of people in Mexico who wear masks, not necessarily because they're indoctrinated, but because there's just not information in their language for them to sort of, oh, wow, what this doctor said, maybe this isn't the best thing for me. So we've been making a, a big effort the last couple of years to, to reach out in Spanish. And that kind of gave me the idea of like, we need to do this for as many languages as possible, right? I mean, if this is going to be a worldwide movement, then we're going to need to get beyond uh, just English and, and even Spanish, I mean, because of the top couple of languages. And like I said, when we did the interview about Translate the Truth, I think some of us in the independent alternative media or those who follow the work might take uh, it for granted that the information is often in our language in English. And even folks from Germany, lots of Europe can speak English, right? So a lot of this content, it's, it's in English, whether it's Canada, Australia, the US, you know, in New Zealand, English content. So there's a, a lot of good material that just hasn't put into German, French, Hindi, uh, you know, Mandarin, so many different languages. And, I, and that's what really got me excited. Like, wow, oh, my God, imagine all these different people watching these documentaries that woke all of us up for the first time, like that feeling of like, oh, my God, my whole world is shifting, right? Or reading books or essays and things like that. And so that gave me the idea to uh, launch what is still at the moment just an Odyssey channel. Uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm thankful for what we have so far. Um, Translate the Truth, the Odyssey channel. And when we first spoke, I was just starting it and I had a couple things there, only Spanish. Now we have uh, a playlist for Dutch, for German, for French, um, Spanish, Portuguese, Italian, and I think we're going to add Brazilian Portuguese. Yeah, I just added Brazilian Portuguese as well. And a good chunk of it is your work, James. Uh, big oil um, videos on eugenics. You did some videos you did on COVID. Um, there's some of my talks translated. There's some interviews with Whitney Webb translated. Uh, part of my series, The Pyramid of Power. A good, just a good chunk of material. And um, there's so many other people who've started to reach out and said, "Hey, I'm doing a similar project." So we've got the Translate the Truth Odyssey channel now, and you can it's it's conveniently set up in playlist by. La I decided to go ahead and just do it by language. So if you just look at the the actual page, it's just a bunch of videos. And if you don't know the languages, it maybe looks jumbled. So just go to the playlist, and then you can see the language you need. And uh, if there's not a lot at the moment, maybe you might want to volunteer uh, to help expand the effort. I, I've had one volunteer helping with emails since our first interview, Catherine, and thank you for her her time and her effort to this project. Uh, but I also want to mention that the first Brazilian Portuguese uh, piece of content I put up just today is from the Agorist Institute in Brazil, which is really amazing. These guys are just doing, they've been translating a lot of my work and Konkin's work on agorism, counter-economics. So I'm going to be putting some of that material. That's written material. So we've got video now, we've got written material. Um, and then also uh, the folks over at uh, nevermore.media, they reached out as well and they've been doing a lot of great work. I'm sure some of your audience would appreciate it. It's, most of it's focused on anarchism and the Great Reset and kind of exposing that. Uh, authors like Paul Kudnick and others. Um, and so they've got Spanish content there as well. So, you know, it, it's I think overall the Translate the Truth um, idea is resonating with more people who say like, hey, I want to help out. I want to do this. I just got an email the other day from somebody in Turkey who wants to start translating uh, into their language. So yeah, that's kind of, you know, what the project is. And, and I'm excited to say that, yeah, now we've got, I want, I'm, I want it to keep growing, of course, and just, I figure this is probably just going to be a continuous project. I'll just keep adding things as people send them to me. And especially if you're already using the Odyssey platform, it's really easy for me to just reblog it to the channel from your channel. So that's nice. So if you if you have, if you want to create content, maybe you create a channel on Odyssey or just send me the videos directly, however you choose to go. Um, I'm happy to add them to the page. The Agorist Institute in Brazil? Who knew? Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. That's the type of connection that's that's just awesome to see. Um, and as I said in our original conversation on this, I'll reiterate it here. I get emails 
all the time, all the time, from people either looking for information in a certain language or offering to provide subtitles in a certain language. That's great. That's awesome. I'm not really set up to do that and to publish that way. Translate the truth is. So for all those people who are either looking for it or more more to the point, people who want to contribute to it, how do they get in touch with you about that? How do they contact you? Uh, the best way is uh, I need to set up a new email for the Translate the Truth. But for right now, just Derek, D-E-R-R-I-C-K at theconsciousresistance.com. Maybe you can just put Translate the Truth in the subject so I can know what to look out for. Rip your inbox. All right. Uh, <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> um, and, and you are a bundle of energy and all sorts of things. You have a lot of projects going on. What else are you working on that people need to know about? So, uh, well, I appreciate that opportunity, James, to share some of the things I've got going on. Um, I'll, I'm just going to hit a couple of things, and then there's there's one I'd like to spend you know a few more minutes on. But the things I've been working on, sort of ongoing projects, just like you know you just released your amazing uh, conclusion to your Al Qaeda series. I've been working on the Pyramid of Power, uh, which is essentially it's my effort to take a what I would consider a truly objective, if such a thing is there, uh, look at conspiracies, right? Starting with simple topics like education, media, and then kind of gradually building up this pyramid, getting to more complex um, and maybe um, topics that are where we get into a little speculative territory. We have less hard evidence, right? But uh, yeah, it was my effort to show some of the folks who aren't in the community already and people who maybe will never listen um, this information and to do it so specifically in 20 to 5 to 30 minutes, which I haven't succeeded with every single episode because, as you know, trying to take these massive topics is it's quite a challenge. But that was my specific goal. I mean, the way I see it, for example, like the uh, episode we just released um, recently on the banking cartel and the future of money. Well, I, I sample a few points from your one of your documentaries on the Federal Reserve. And, you know, I, I'm so I'm trying to take the best pieces of either books that have been done, documentaries and Take that information as well as my own original research and condense that down and, you know, not give you the full two-hour version because, well, James already did that or so-and-so already did that. Here's a condensed version of all these different facts and then each chapter ends with solutions. Hey, what do we do? actually do about this, right? And so the idea was can I do this in 30 minutes, make it episodic so it's kind of like bingeable, like a Netflix kind of thing. At this point, we've got 11 episodes out. Um, one of them is there's only one I think that's gone a little over 30 minutes. The next one's going to be an hour because it's on the intelligence community and it's a little hard to condense that down. But um, yeah, we're aiming. It's going to be 17 episodes when it's all said and done. I think we'll finish early next year. Um, that's my optimistic outlook at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to build up, of course, to well, who's at the top of the pyramid, right? And uh, what what does that really look like? And so I'm I'm looking forward to um, interviewing a lot more people and getting those opinions, including yourself. And for people who've seen the series, James has been in almost every episode. Like, um, there's probably maybe one or two where uh, I don't think you were the the questions I asked you were related to it. But for the vast majority, yourself, Richard Grove, G. Edward Griffin, um, Peter Dale Scott. Uh, I've got Daniel Ashland coming up, Whitney's in it, um, uh, Patrick Wood, sorry, escaped my name, and so many other people who have graciously allowed me to interview them and be a part of the, this uh, series. So I'm really excited to bring it to a conclusion early next year. And then the plan is, of course, to just put it out. I mean, if, if people want DVDs, I know you seem to have luck with DVDs, then maybe I'll make a DVD set. I mean, uh, for those who still want that or, you know, USBs as well, because again, I want it to be like, once it's done, hey, here's you got a friend who you know doesn't know anything about anything, and are they willing to watch a 30-minute video? Start them here. And if they make it all the way through, 
their life probably won't be the same. Um, I think that because like your work, everything I'm putting on there is sourced. All of my links, everything for everything that I say is in every single episode. And then at the end of every episode, I make book and documentary recommendations. So if you want to watch, you want to learn more about this, watch James's documentary. If you want to learn more about this, read this book, etc. So that can be found at thepyramidofpower.net. Uh, we, as I mentioned, we have 11 episodes later this week, if everything goes well, chapter 12 should be coming out and then we'll take a few months to start working on the next, next batch. We're kind of releasing them. And originally the idea was in like episodes of four, but you know, the deeper we get, the more time and consuming they are. Yeah. Uh, completely understandable. Uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. And, uh, we'll definitely have to talk about that as the series progresses and, as it concludes and let people know about it, because as you say, this is great for that sort of thing where you can present it to someone and it's sort of like, hey, here's a series. Wouldn't it be amazing? Wouldn't it be wonderful if we lived in a world where the Netflixes and GooTubes and whatever were actually free and fair platforms where people all had a shot at, uh, at equally distributing their work and getting it promoted by the algorithms? Um, I, I guarantee you this type of work would be floating to the top. The truth always wins when it is a free and fair playing field, which is precisely why they rig the game and against work like this and why anyone who's watching our conversation right now, congratulations, ding, ding, ding. You're the winner. You found <laughs> your way through and threaded that needle and are in to the inter- independent media space. Awesome. Now we got to find ways to get that out to other people. So I'm, uh, I appreciate the efforts you're doing with that. And yeah, uh, trust me, I know the pain of trying to condense it down into something watchable for the TikTok attention span generation. It is, <laughs> uh, it's a losing battle most of the time. But anyway, yeah. we, we continue to try to roll that rock up the hill, right? I will say that I got a couple of uh, positive, uh, well, more than a few, but uh, two that stick out in my mind are one, a friend who I guess is, I didn't know is a substitute teacher. And she was like, hey, today I put on your episode on big education for my students at school. I was like, well, that's awesome. Someone else told me that they're using it as part of their homeschooling curriculum for their their child. So that, I mean, that's like super humbling and and really amazing because that's what I, obviously that's why we create it is in the hopes that people use it and, and make, you know, do something valuable with it. So yeah, again, that website is the pyramidofpower.net. Um, and I guess, James, the other two I've mentioned just real briefly is The Greater Reset, thegreaterreset.org. People have heard me talk about this. I mean, if you, just like everything we're talking about today, freedom cells, translating content, getting out to more people, uh, you know, spreading these ideas, we, we're we doing this, I'm doing this, The people, everybody I'm working with, James is doing this because clearly we need solutions right now. We're in a very difficult point and uh, the future of that uh, we've been fighting is right on the, you know, the cusp of coming into reality. So, when the Great Reset was announced, the Freedom Cell Network said, "Like, let's let's bring people together." And James participated in our event called the Greater Reset Activation. We consider it an activation meant to inspire, motivate people. So there's no debates about viruses. There's no debates. Excuse me. There's no debates about Trump or politics or what have you. It's all five days of just like Davos meets, and they talk about let's talk about technology and the environment. But they're thinking from their technocratic central planning kind of point of view. Well, we said, well, what, what happens if we get together and we bring some of the most brilliant uh, minds, you know, some people well-known, others who you've never heard of, but are doing just fabulous work in their field uh, of uh, research or work, permaculture, community building, et cetera, and bring that those conversations to people. And so the first three events have been extremely successful, and we're going to be doing our fourth one in person in Mexico, in Texas, and for free online, of course, um, January 18th to the 22nd. 2023. 
And uh, we just started announcing different speakers. And like I said, there's going to be some names you might recognize and others who you're like, who the heck is this? But I promise whether you can come in person, which I encourage you to if you can, because there's a lot of community connection and just, you know, that it, it, there's something I think special, especially the last two years when people have been locked down. They're like, oh, my God, humans, I could be around other people. There's something special, though, with the in-person events. But either way, you can watch online for free. We encourage people to you know, get your freedom cell together, host the watch party in your area, bring BetBerty together. If you can't do all five days, look at the topics. We got Take Back Our Tech, Decentralized Technology, Counter Economics, Building Parallel Networks. Look at the topic or the day, the theme that seems to be most important to your group or your family and host a watch party and focus on that. You know, So um, we're just starting to promote that and that'll be ongoing. Like I said, the website is thegreaterreset.org. But uh, the last thing I'd like to mention, James, that I'm most excited about to share with you and your audience, because we talked about it three years ago now, is the update to my book, How to Opt Out of the Technocratic State, which I published in January 2020, <laughs> January 30th, I think, 2020, a couple of weeks before we heard the word COVID-19. Um, I think at that point, I was already like, hey, there's something weird going on in China right now. I keep hearing some stuff, some whispers about something happening. And the book, I wrote it in late 2019. Um, you know, as we've been covering over the years, James, the growth of technocracy, the surveillance state, the ri rise of facial recognition, social credit, you know, for those who might have just woke up the last two years, you know, we knew about those things before COVID. We already knew where this was headed. I didn't have a magic crystal ball. I just started, you know, doing the research and I've been focused on digital technology and digital surveillance tools for, you know, a decade now um, because of some experiences dealing with the cops in Houston, learning about those tools and just expanding. So I decided like, I believe in the idea of agorism and opting out of the system and building a parallel network. But I really started to ask myself, is that even going to be possible with this world that they're building? Like, how do you stay? How does the counter economy thrive when it's, you know, facial recognition cameras everywhere, digital IDs, digital, you know, passports, these kinds of things. We didn't know the term vaccine passport yet. We hadn't heard the great reset, all the terms that, you know, many people are familiar with, but we did know about agenda 2030. We did know about all. So, you know, the, the, the agendas were already there. I was simply asking the question, how does one stay free and maintain privacy in this world that we're very quickly rushing into? And in the introduction to that book, I even was like, you know, in a couple of years, this might seem outdated because of how quickly technology is moving. And the book has been my best-selling book, not a New York Times bestseller, but an underground bestseller maybe, because people have resonated with the message of like, obviously what they're witnessing in the world. The book is titled How to Opt Out of the Technocratic State. It got a lot of people curious. And I think I was able to not only share my own experience of not dealing with the IRS and not having a bank account since 2008 and trying to navigate the, the realities that it's not easy. It's already very difficult to try to operate without these systems. And I definitely, uh, you know, I, I still have some pieces that I can't quite let go of because I, there's no alternative yet, right? And so it's all about us trying to navigate that world. And so I decided that it was time for um, an update to the book, a post-COVID-1984 update is, is really what I'm doing here. Because uh, as I mentioned, we didn't know the term The Great Reset. We didn't know about vaccine passports or immunity passports. Uh, we hadn't seen countries, the world, locked down in this way. You know, We hadn't seen this extent of people getting their bank accounts seized for donating to the wrong ca causes and all these kinds of things. And so there's new questions now to ask and new answers to seek. And I'm going to do my best to provide uh, ways that I personally avoided all the lockdowns and, you know, continue to stay free and didn't comply with mass mandates or vaccine mandates as so many of us uh, didn't. And just, yeah, so I'm going to really try to get deeper into that, like describe what we witnessed 
after the book came out. I'm going to keep it in its original form. I'm just going to add a new introduction and add like a new section with three or four new chapters so people can read it as it was originally written and then sort of like, okay, here's what we learned. The Freedom Cell Network, that idea grew a lot in the time. I was theorizing about this underground railroad that might exist and it sort of came into existence. It's not illegal. We're not doing, you know, so it's not totally underground, but the I think the early stages of what it will be in the future have already happened, having to help people who wanted to get out of the U.S. and come to Mexico and things like that, right? And people having to get fake vaccine passports or fake PCR tests, like this whole, you know, all that is counter-economic activity. Like this is, so I, I want to really put it in that context and help people see that, again, I think agorism and counter-economics, the exit and build strategy is is the solution, not the only solution, but it's part of the solution. Absolutely, Yeah. Yeah, everyone's a counter-economist now, whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. or at least everyone with their head screwed on straight. So probably better if they did know that, right? Excellent. Uh, Derek, it is a full-time occupation just keeping up with all your work. So <laughs> there will be a ton of notes uh, for people to follow in the show notes at CorbettReport.com. I hope they will do so because there is so much valuable info in here. If only journalists in the independent media space had one-tenth of your energy or one-tenth of your dedication to focusing on solutions. But that is precisely why you are here on Solutions Watch. I appreciate the work that you're doing. I hope people will check it out. I think we'll leave it there. That's a lot of info to dump on people. Um, But anyway, my salute to your efforts, and I uh, I hope to talk to you again in the near future. Thank you, James.